It's Wednesday the 27th of March 2019 and once again it's Call of the Weird broadcasting from the bunker at www.bighitsradio.uk and tonight we're looking at the mysterious Easter Island. Easter Island is a remote triangular ship treeless island in the Pacific. It's 14 miles long and 7 miles across as its widest and there's a dormant volcano at each corner. This small isolated land is 2,000 miles from the South American mainland and it's administered by Chile. It is, was first discovered by Europeans when the Dutch navigator Admiral Jacob Rogovan arrived there in 1722. The island's port Polynesian name means Naval of the World and it was given its present name as Rogovan arrived there on Easter Sunday. The Easter Island's famous legless statues, the Mahai, were being carved by craftsmen as late as 500 years ago and the volcanic Rhino Ruku's quarry supplied the, most of the stone. The statues vary in size and have large heads, some have red hats. They have elongated ears and their extended chins have been compared to goatee beards. The tallest Mahai is over 30 feet and it weighs 82 tonnes. There are many of these strange figures embedded in the slopes of Rhino Ruku and they give the impression that they are descending from above. Hundreds of Mahai stayed in groups around the island on stone ramp platforms, the Ahus, where people were also buried. <coughs> Sorry, I got a bit of a frog in the throat. Uh, most of these sites probably belong to local communities. There are also stone statues on an Ahu at Anaka Bay on the northeast side of the island, where legend says the first people landed. The most famous visitor, uh, well, obviously from the West, was the Norwegian explorer-scholar Thor Herdal, who in 1947 set out from South America with five companions on the Contiki raft. His hypothesis was that it was possible for native South Americans to sail thousands of miles across the Pacific. Uh, that's where he thought the inhabitants had originally come from. Herdal's raft didn't go to Easter Island, but he proved his ferry and later went there with his Norwegian archaeological expedition to conduct a detailed investigation. Easter Island is also famous for its wood-carved Rongo Rongo writings, which were recited at ceremonies. The strange script has been studied by various researchers, and Jean-Michel Schwartz interprets them in his book, The Secrets of Easter Island. According to Schwartz, the tall, long-headed white people with European features who the Spanish first encountered in the Incan Empire, were said to be the survivors of the race that preceded the Incas and who built Tiwanaku. Herdal relates that when Markham addressed the Royal Geographical Society in 1870, he explained that when the Spanish conquered Tiwanaku, they found rain platforms similar to those of Easter Island and that on them were enormous ornate long-eared statues wearing crowns. So it's quite, quite mysterious. Mysterious indeed. Uh, Easter Island is also famous for its wood carved. Oh, sorry, we've repeated that. We're re highly unprofessional. Highly unprofessional. When Mrs. Scoresby, Routledge, and others visited Easter Island, they reported that amongst the population there were red headed, white skinned people, some of whom wore white feather hairdresses. The others were Polynesian. The whites, who were taunted European features, stretched their ears down their shoulders and wore discs or chalks in their earlobes. The two races were consequently known as the Long Ears and the Short Ears. The island's legends say that the first migration came from the east and the second from the west. 
Heyerdahl suggested that the long ears were the first people on the island and they came from South America, where there was a widespread custom of air extension. Uh, similar, I suppose, to like, you know, like the Mayans and the Aztecs or, or, or something like that. The Incan nobility, for example, also stretched their ears and wore discs in their earlobes. According to Schwartz, the tall, long-headed white people with European features, who the Spanish first encountered in the Incan Empire, were said to be the survivors of the race that preceded the Incas and who built Tianoco. Also in support of Herodos, South American origin theory, Easter and sweet potato came from the Andes, and as tapioca came from South America. Various researchers have also reported that some of the island's stonework is similar to that of early Peru. Herodos says that the cyclopean work of the burial platforms is exactly the same as that of Cusco and the adjacent regions in the Andes. Other stones are as colossal as in the old temple of the sun in Cusco. He also notes that Easter Island's stone towers are similar to those found on the Taint Caca Basin. At some time after the European contact, there seems to have been a war between the long ears and the short ears, which resulted in many of the statues being knocked down. Easter Island is also famous for its birdman cult, which appears to have been adopted later than the stone statue tradition. The cult revolved around the worship of the creator, or first man god, who was known as Mekmek. As conch-shell trumpets were used in the island, as they were in many early cultures to summon the people, the leaders of priests probably sounded them in the spring equinox to invite the people to gather around the base of Rano Kau off the extreme southeast coast of the island to begin the birdman ceremonies. Several young men who had been waiting in the Oregano village on Ran Kai summit clambered down the cliffs and sla- swam out the small island of Matunye, where there were several artificial caves, and they waited there for the arrival of the city turn. The first one to return with an egg was Birdman for the following year. His head was shaved, and during that year, he lived in exclusions. His hair and nails were not cut, and he refrained from intercourse. There are numerous averages of Mekmek on the island in caves and on rocks. He was usually depicted as a bird, but sometimes as a man with the head of a bird. So all very mysterious indeed. Uh, we don't have a, a big ego in this uh, program anyway. I try not to. Uh, the mysterious Birdman cult was associated with the annual rebirth of a civilizing god, I can nearly speak. I haven't been drinking, honestly, I've only been drinking coffee. I'll try that again. <laughs> I will try that again. The Birdman cult was associated with the annual rebirth of a civilizing god. You see, you need to enunciate. Uh, which several early people celebrated on the spring equinox. And this, by strange coincidence, it, w- it was that the island was discovered in Easter Day as the Easter egg features in the resurrection story of Christ, as uh, and this also falls around the time of the Psychomox. Birds were often used as symbols in the early world, world, and they were often associated with gods in the upper world. Some gods, like Peru's Veacoca, had a bird as a companion, and others, including Mekmek, was represented by one. They were winged gods in Azarean art, and that's how angels are portrayed in Christian art. In the uh, pl- book of the Pleiades Legacy, The New World, uh, it reveals the number, position and astronomical alignment of some of Easter Island's statues uh, and the legend and symbolism associated with the first arrival at Anacana, the island's 
calendar reports of scholars, especially those of for Heyerdahl, whose research is undervalued, um, show explicit snake symbolism. Um, however, there are no snakes on the island, and the Rongo Rongo script suggests that the islanders followed a version of the Pleiades-linked star god religion, which was popular in the early world. With regard to the Birdman cult, several early religious sites, some thousands of miles and years apart, display a similar form of star god symbolism. It was featured in sacred architecture and legend in Central America, in Hopi legend, in a cave in a Caribbean island and in the Stone Age British Isles. It was incorporated in this sacred underground complex in Egypt, and it can be found um, in the architectural layout of the Easter Island's Birdman-linked Argongo village. So it's strange, all these kind of sites all over the world, some you know very far apart, uh, like you know from Orkney to Egypt to Easter Island, and they all date from just before time, maybe about five thousand years ago. So it'll be three thousand BC, and a lot of people think there was a terrible cataclysm that wiped out. A kind of almost like a global culture at the time but you know it's, it's very interesting you know people are starting to kind of come up with some interesting research you know people like graham hancock uh and such like well worth checking out anyway um once again the clock is against us time is against us once again so i'm gonna have to wrap this up now um yeah and once again keep it weird and i'll see you next week if you enjoyed this podcast, you might like the Andy and Lynn Show podcast, available on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Just search for Andy and Lynn or tune in live every Saturday to BigHitsRadio.uk.